thank you for jumping on um, an Uncommon Dialogue on Healing Network. So this is really exciting because you're doing some pretty amazing things. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I suppose um, the calling for this was I was tagged in one of your videos of late um, and you were talking, you, you were, had this very passionate um, quick live in the car. It was so cool. I loved it. About Specifically about bullying which mm. is, I suppose, what I really wanted you to hone in. But I suppose before we go there, can you share with our community um, what you're doing, what your brand is, what you're about and what your big why, why you do <laughs> all the All the big questions. Um, yeah, so I have a brand called Own Your BS. Um, there you go. That's my book, Own Your BS. And... Um, I call myself a female head talk expert. So for six years, I've been working exclusively with the female brain um, because women have a very different way of processing the world. Oh, there we go. We just had a, a hero. <laughs> um, so women have a very different way of processing the world, very different way of, of processing and storing emotions and also releasing emotions. Um, and this journey started for me in 2012 when I fell victim to my own head talk, like many women do. I was quite a successful professional woman with a, you know, a, a fairly decent kind of reputation. I, I was known in my industry as professional and positive and, you know, the, the inspiration that would fire other girls up. And I remember never, you know, even at the peak of my career, being recognised as this go-getter and having this inner dialogue that sounded something like I'm not good enough, they're all going to work out that I'm a fake and a fraud, you know, I, I really don't belong here, I'm just kind of playing the game. Now, simultaneous to this, I had a very destructive relationship with my two kids. So my kids are now 8 and 11, um, but back in 2012, they were 4 and 2, and I was quite an aggressive, abusive and violent mum behind closed doors. So I lived this double life where I was, you know, presenting the well-put-together professional positive woman and then behind closed doors just completely losing my shit. And so things kind of escalated and I was on a personal development journey. I was on this, you know, personal empowerment journey and nothing, nothing really fit. You know, like I'd, I'd read some advice and I'd, I'd hear from these experts and they'd say, you know, do the positive mantras and do this and do that, but nothing really helped nothing fixed you know what was going on in here so I started to explore it on my own um, I started to own my BS as I say and thankfully I was also introduced to a woman who is very very passionate about the female brain and about really helping to educate women on on how we live differently um, in, a, in a man's world so that was all in 2012 I basically walked away from my existing business and just set my focus on you know, using my experience to then empower other women with more than just positive, happy talk, but actual foundational strategies that can give women back a sense of emotional control, even when the world feels like it's in chaos. Really like to say um, that's very brave of you to own your BS. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that vulnerability that you have, which is that courage to be able to be open mum that you were that you, yeah you didn't want to be so I just want to say um congratulations on, on yeah thank you I, I think it's um I mean obviously I'm okay with it now and my, my kids are happy and they're healthy and we've got a normal household now but I share it so openly because 
while I was going through this transition or this transformation in this growth period in my own world, I started speaking more and more openly about my struggles. And this is what, what I see for a lot of women is we get caught up in this, this world of shame where, you know, you can't actually tell people the reality of how much you're struggling, particularly if you have a, a public persona that doesn't marry up with the personal struggles. So as I started to share more and more about what was going on with me, it alarmed me how many mums were saying, oh, my God, that's me as well, and how are you helping yourself and how can I get some of that? Yeah, it, it, we, need to be, we need to sort of lift that cone of silence on struggles and be more open with, with being vulnerable and sharing the fact that, you know, sometimes life is hard and sometimes you don't always make the right choices However, if you can own your your role in that place, then you've also got the potential to grow out of it and to become, you know, the stronger version of who you want to be. Can I ask you what inspired you? It more so um, taking back to the video that I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what inspired, because I know it felt like you just had this, like, download of information and you were like, boom, I'm going to show you. That was amazing because um, it, it seemed very quite spontaneous. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> beautiful, you know, um, What sparked that? Was it something that you saw or was it something that, you know, was in your, you know, ethera? Did you, did you come across something that sparked or triggered that thought to share that? And yeah, so I think that there were a couple of things. That video was, it was, um, I think I entitled that video Haters Gonna Hate or something along those lines. And it, it originated from my son who's 11. He was having, you know, a couple of little dramas at school and we were talking about how, you know, kids in particular, they're going to say things that aren't always pleasant. And, you know, our, our job as being the strongest people that we can be as individuals is not about trying to change someone else. It's about how we respond to their situations so that we're not taking their shit on board. And then the next day... Um, I mentor business owners as well in the online space to help them to grow online businesses. And I was talking to one of the ladies that I mentor and she had been a victim of some online bullying. And so it was like two days in a row where I had two, you know, very different age demographics, two very different circumstances, but fundamentally the, the issue was the same in that these external people to my son and to this lady I was working with, these external people were projecting onto them their own you know, shit, and that was causing these two people that I love, my, my client and my son, to internalise it and personalise it. And my message is always, you know, we can't control what happens outside of us. We can't control what people think. We can't control what people say. And we can't control how people behave. And when we develop the emotional resiliency to be able to bounce back from whatever happens in life, then things like bullying become irrelevant because we're no longer being made feel powerless to someone else's choices and actions. I suppose, is there any, I suppose, insight or thought that you could share on why, why do we live in this time now? I mean, we've always had bullying, of course. Obviously now in the digital age, things have just magnitude to such a degree that it's constantly in our faces. Do you have any particular maybe words of wisdom and insights on one? What can an individual do, I suppose, to overcome or navigate such hectic emotions? Because it's a, it would be, uh, it's obviously quite a traumatic experience for people, um, depending on, you know, how that person um, deals with 
or traumas like that? And two, what advice can you give for people that do fall into that trap of bullying and cyberbullying? <laughs> um, okay. So the advice that I gave my client and the advice I gave my son and my generalised advice to people who might be watching is, and, and we'll keep it in the bullying theme, but know that this ultimately crosses the board of life. So when someone says something to you that makes you feel less than your best, less than who you feel you deserve to be, what I, I bring it back down to, to what's going on inside of you because ultimately that is all you can control. So when my son came home and he was upset, my question to him was, before we even go into why the bullying happens, particularly important for, for women to know this, I, I feel like we're spending too much time focusing on the wrong issue. We spend more time focusing on why the bully's behaviour is what it is instead of empowering the victim to be able to go, okay, what's going on inside of you? Let's strengthen you so that then that person's behaviour is something that becomes water off a duck's back. Mm -hmm. So when someone says something to you, and, you know, you can play along with me if you want, when someone says something or does something online or in life that makes you feel less than your best, the first thing to recognise within you is what is that, what is that making me feel right now? Mm -hmm. So um, if you think back on the last time maybe you experienced some bullying, yeah. think about, you know, that event and bring it back down to that event made me feel this emotion. And name that emotion. So do you want to play with me while we do this? We can sort of do a bit of a live demonstration, what I mean. Okay, so if you think about an event in your life where maybe you've experienced some bullying or you've been criticised or publicly judged and that has made you feel less than, you know, who you feel you deserve to be, when you think back on that event, what did it make you feel? It was probably a mixture of emotions. It was like a, oh, my God, what just happened to a... Yeah oh, no, who gives a shit, to a, oh, my God, why is this happening? Oh, no, why, 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 why are you thinking about it? Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, and, it's, it, you know, and I suppose it goes back down to every individual is different, but I think yep. kind of, it was, it's, about, it's a bit of a basketball game where the ball never gets in the hoop because you keep bouncing it around with a sense of confusion, I think, as well. Yeah. And it can trigger many emotions, I suppose. It can be a little bit of anger, a little bit of yuck, a little bit of shame, um, but then a little bit of resiliency as well, I think. So in the in, in that basketball that you're talking about, that sort of bouncing between this and this and this, that is what I call the internal BS because you're, in, you're, you're basically in the story of what happened. You're over-processing someone else's actions and internalising it through thought that's taking up space in your head. Would you agree? Yes. And it can all happen in the space of a second. It can last a minute or it can last, you know, a day or even longer sometimes, but it's all happening inside of you. So when you're, you know, when, you, when you're bouncing in that space of resiliency and strength, awesome, we want to embrace that. But when you're bouncing in that space of anger or sadness or, you know, that negative stuff, that's what we want to neutralise first. So when you look at, at, at when you were bouncing on the negative side, what's one of the strongest emotions that you know you feel when you're in that zone? Um, on the negative? Yep. The strongest is probably... Hmm, I would say maybe a little bit of anger. Okay. So what we do when, the, so the external event happens, you 
pay attention to what you're making that mean. So listen to your stories because that is the representation that you've given it and then bring it back down to what that story makes you feel. So in this instance, it makes you feel angry. Now, if I was to ask you where in your body angry lives, where would you say it stems from? Me personally? Yep. Around the chest. Okay, in the chest area. And when you feel angry, particularly when it's connected to those bullying kind of incidences, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being it's very strong and intense, 0 being not even an issue, I don't know why I said it, where on the scale would you say you feel angry? Probably 7. Okay. Is it something you want to keep feeling or is it something you want to let go of? No, I instantly go, how do I let go of this? Okay. Do you want to let it go of it now? <laughs> okay. So this is what I teach my clients. This is what I teach my son and my daughter and all of the people that come to me with, with these kind of things. This is the very first thing that I do. So we've named it. It's angry. We found out where it lives. It lives in the chest. Now, if angry was a color, what color would that be for you? Red. Red. Okay. <laughs> so what I want you to do is close your eyes and I want you to imagine a deflated red balloon. Can you see it? Okay, now in a minute we're going to take a couple of big deep breaths together. Now every time you breathe in, I want you to bring the angry out of the chest, breathe it into the breath and then exhale and blow it out into the balloon and watch the balloon get bigger and bigger with each breath. Okay, so let's take a big deep breath in now and bring all of the angry out of the chest, into the breath and exhale and blow it out into the balloon. And now take another great big deep breath and bring all of the angry out of the chest into the breath and then exhale and blow it out into the balloon. And watch the balloon get even bigger again. And now one more time, take one more big deep breath and bring all the angry out of the body into the breath and then exhale and blow it out into the balloon. Now tell me, how big is your balloon? Huge. Okay, pop the balloon for me. Okay, now if we've taken the angry out of your body into a balloon and popped to the balloon, where did the angry go? It's gone. Okay, and on a scale of one to 10, how strongly do you feel it now? Probably 1.5. Okay, so it was a 7, it's now 1.5. Yeah. So now that you've relieved, relieved the anger that you were feeling as a result of that external person's actions, mm. now you can go back to those that situation and go, right, now what am I going to do about it? This person has said X, Y, Z. They've you know, projected their own shit onto me. I no longer feel angry about it, so what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, what happens is well, I'm going to delete them, I'm going to block them, I'm going to ignore them. Or in um, my son's instance, I say to them, you know, when someone says something nasty to you, remove your emotions first because until you address your emotional stuff, you're going to be in the story. So remove the emotions first and then thank you. No one can say anything back to thank you. <laughs> when someone says something nasty, thank you in return. When someone's trying to egg you on, it's thank you in return. And at you know, at the end of the day, when you're not responding in a way that they expect you to respond, soon enough they're going to get sick of it. And if they don't, it's not going to matter because you're not taking it on board anyhow. Does that make sense? Absolutely, 100%. And it's, I know it's not like the, it, it's not maybe the traditional way of, of addressing bullying, but it's the most empowering because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what someone says to you, you can't make them change. You can't make them be a nicer person. You can't make them see things your way. All you can do is control how you choose to hang on to that situation. And so my theory is the more we can, you know, teach skills like that, the less bullying becomes a problem because when there's no victim, 
there is no bullying. There, there's no need for it. Do you know what, Bree? I'm not sure if you're doing it yet or have thought about it, but that would be a very beautiful technique for you to implement into schools. I have. So my, my um, kids know it and some of the, the school teachers have been shared with it. Unfortunately, um, the school system is not, not always open to new ideas. I've worked, I've actually got a lot of clients that are teachers that now know these strategies, but, um, you know, red tape is not always the easiest thing to get through. <laughs> well, I suppose there's always a way around it, isn't there? Um, workshops where you can, yep. um, your market would be true. And look, my approach is mum through mum, because if we can develop mum's emotional control and confidence, if we can give mum the strategies to empower herself, she is the strongest ripple effect of influence to her family. So when she knows these skills and strategies and she teaches her kids, that is the greatest level of influence that we're not really harnessing at the moment. And, and then the greatest thing about this is, so my kids have been doing these strategies for six years. You know, when, when any of us in the house start to lose our shit over whatever, my daughter who's eight comes up to me and says, mummy, what colour's the balloon and what are you going to do about it? It's like, oh, yeah. sometimes I just want to be cranky. Um, but because it's second nature for them, they are being the influence now to their circle of friends in the school playground when, when the situation arises. So, I personally believe mums and women of influence to kids have a massive amount of, of space to be able to play with that's going to infiltrate the school system anyhow. Yeah, and it comes back down to the that ripple effect or the butterfly effect. It'll get yeah through anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. So we know that you've written a book. Yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and what's involved there? Uh, this is it here. So it's called Own Your BS. Um, I wrote it last year um, for, for a couple of reasons, mostly because um, I feel like my story, particularly the story re regarding being a mum, is, is one that a lot of other mums need to have access to, to know that, you know, you're not alone. If you feel crazy and psycho, sometimes there's, there's things that you can do that is easy. Um, but I also wanted to write a book that wasn't full of fluff because in all of the time that I was really looking to empower myself, I read and digested hundreds of books and I'd get to the end of each book and I'd think, wow, I've just learned a heap of information, but what do I do with it? And so I wanted to write a book that women could read and, you know, on, on chapter one go, excellent, I've got the information and I've got a strategy that's going to help me to own my shit, to help me feel more empowered. Now I've actually got something tangible to work with. So did you find, um, and going back to that comment of reading some of the books that you did, you didn't find that there were practical practical skills per se? Um, no, there were some, but not, not ones that really started to help me shift out of the space that I was in. So an example that, that I can use is, say, positive affirmations. You know, I read books on positive thinking because I knew my thinking was shit. So I read a whole heap of positive thinking books. They taught me how to build, you know, positive mantras and how to create affirmations that worked. And I was an A-grade student. I would dedicate myself to those theories just the way they told me to. What would happen, though, and I know this happens with a lot of women, is you might have a positive mantra that you're using. So my mantra was I'm a calm and confident mum. Problem with that is because I didn't 100% believe it, because I didn't feel like a calm and confident mum. Every time I'd say that, 
there'd be this tiny little voice in my head that would say, yeah, but Brie, you screamed at the kids this morning. Or yeah, but it's easy for you to say that today, but what about yesterday? And what about tomorrow when they do X, Y, Z? So there was always a yeah, but to the positive affirmation. And I know that this is a common problem with a lot of women. And this is what ultimately stops those positive affirmations and things from becoming reality because whatever it is that you're actually thinking as your truth is fueling whatever it's whatever you're feeling. So I was feeling out of control. I was feeling, you know, angry. Positive affirmations were not going to neutralize that charge. Yes. So that was that that's where I wanted to give something that was a little bit more yes, positive mantras are great, but let's actually address the real cause of what's going on right now because that is what's going to give you growth, which is the internal dialogue, right? It's your head talk. Yeah. And it's such a powerful thing because we all live in our heads, um, but not a lot of us observe what's going on in our heads. We're um, not our minds, we're the observer. And it's really important, you know, to, I suppose, bring that awareness of what you're doing, which is a wonderful thing and it's a beautiful thing that you're kind of unveiling and, and, and bringing light um, to that particular area that people are conscious of it. It's interesting because, you know, we go to school, you know, we go to mainstream school and we go to all these curriculums and blah, 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 but no one ever teaches us about emotional intelligence or internal dialogue or self-awareness or self-consciousness, which is all major, major parts of, of, of what helps build us happy, healthy people. And real, honest and authentic people as well. Like I think there's, there's also such this disconnect between, you know, good feelings and bad feelings. If you've got a bad feeling, then that's, you know, that's a big problem. So we almost look at things like anger or anxiety or stress as a bad thing when really it's only bad because of all the stories we've connected to it. The emotion itself is just a response to a situation. It's the way that we create the story to drive the emotion that is bad. That is the problem. So can we um, know about any projects or things that you might have in the pipeline for Own Your BS freeze or anything? Yeah. So Own Your BS has now grown. So it's, there's the book, which um, is an international bestseller through Amazon, which is kind of nifty. Um, so there's a book. There's also a journal that I released at the end of last year as a companion guide um i've got a very specific way of teaching journaling so that you're you're harnessing the masculine and feminine parts of your brain and you're really working through you your thinking rather than getting bogged down in it so there's a journal um i've got a podcast that i've just released about three months ago we've just released episode 12 and of course i've got an online program that all falls under the umbrella of only bs so the program is a six-week um, self-paced program that women can get access to for life when they register and the idea of that program is we we take you know the, the fundamental introduction of the book and the podcast and those basic strategies and we we deepen it so that you've got more strategies more tools more grip on how to get out of your headspace when it's not serving you so you can redirect your life um, and with everything that you're just talking about, Bree, if there's anyone that wants to get a hold of you, get contact with you, or wants to, um, you know, be a part of these projects and, and learn more from you, how can they find you and where can they go? Yeah, so the easiest is probably ownyourbs.com. Um, that's the, the website that covers everything and it directs to my personal website from there as well. Um, I'm all over social media. Facebook is my preferred platform. So you're more than welcome to stalk me. <laughs> 
um, uh, yeah, that, they're the easiest ways. And if people, if, if there is someone that, that I'm resonating with that's just feeling like this is maybe the light that they've been looking for, feel free to reach out, send me a PM. There is no question that's off limits. I'm a pretty, you know, open book. And I hope that I'm relatable enough and, you know, that people feel comfortable enough to, to put their hands out and say, hey, something that you said really resonated and I think I want some help, you know, let's chat. Um, because ultimately that's what I want. I'm, I'm, I want women to be skilled up to own their own shit so they can get out of their own damn way and then become the ripple effect of positive influence that they can be to everyone around them, whether they're the young kids or, you know, older kids or even just family and friends. You're doing some amazing things. I'm very excited to see how um, Own Your BS grows and, and where Thank it goes to moving forward. So I think it's such a beautiful brand um, and that you've got a very beautiful mission ahead of you, you know, and, and what you go by is um, very special and it's very fundamental um, to people's growth. And I love the fact that, you know, you've used a few times the terms the ripple effect mm. or the butterfly effect per se, you know, because... Every little thing that we do has an impact. We might not see that what that impact is immediately, yeah. But we don't need to, you know. All we need to know is that um, we just trust and have faith, and we know that it's happening in the background, and it always does. You know, tomorrow, next week, but you do always see it. Which absolutely, absolutely, and and the the magnetic, the electromagnetic field of the heart. So where our emotions are, you know, sort of stem from. That is, it's something like you know, 20,000 times or stronger than that of the electromagnetic field of the brain. So when you're feeling something like anger, you're sending out these massive energetic ripples to the whole world around you. This is why I feel like it's so, it's, it's a personal responsibility for people to you know, clear their own negative energies because when you're coming from a space of you know self-compassion and self-acceptance and ease and contentment that's the energetic ripple effect that's being spread out without you even having to do anything so um which is kind of a nice thought to to think that we we can have a massive ripple effect energetically when we you know calm ourselves down and when we we sort our own stuff out well as we know everything in the universe is energy you know, and we're all made up of the same stuff and um, yeah. you know, it doesn't look like it from a physical sense but from a scientific point of view and a spiritual perspective as well, we are all one. And Absolutely. It's interesting that what we, what we feel and, and that comes back down to intent as well, you know, whatever those intentions are or whatever it is that we're feeling is just magnet and rippling. And um, it does have an effect, the saying. Um, initially, it's subconscious, but then it starts to manifest and, and, and start, it starts to grow fruit. And that's why it's really, really important. That's why I'm, I'm so excited about your work and um, really happy for you to share um, what it is that you're doing because we need, obviously, more people in the world that have that beautiful passion, um, that do obviously want to make a difference and, and mm. I suppose, help people be better versions of themselves as well. Um, any, any words of wisdom to share with the community or anyone that's watching right now? Oh gosh, I could talk forever. Um, I, I think you know. Let's let's link it back to what we were originally talking about, which is the bullying thing. You know, when you feel that you're in a position where someone is making you feel less than, remember that. Try as you may, 
you cannot control someone else's choices or actions or words. The only thing that you can ever control is the way that you decide to interpret it. And you don't need to feel anything any longer than you choose. Ultimately, if you're feeling something that's not making you feel good, you can hang on to that every day for the rest of your life if you want to, and you're going to be the only one that is impacted by it. Or you can see it for what it is and decide that you deserve better than that and do something with that emotional charge because that is what's going to set you free. And that's what's then going to make all those words and actions from external sources irrelevant. So um, put your power back in your hands is, is probably my, my wish for everybody is to put your own power back where, where it belongs, which is within you. Thank you so much, Bree. Um, and um, thank you for jumping on and sharing all of that. And that exercise is amazing as well. So hopefully um, there's some people out there that can actually take that on board and apply that for when they're in, um, in those sticky moments of feeling mm. unpleasant about somebody else's actions being projected or somebody else's intent or feelings, thoughts being projected onto them. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 